0: Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 35 featuring the killer crocodile survival spelunking horror sequel to the 2007 survival horror film Blackwater. This one's called Blackwater Abyss. Joining me tonight, as always, is my co-host Carly. And we are... Oh, did I say who I am?
1: Um, did you? No.
0: I am JP, podcasting out of Southwest PA, in Carly's house, currently. It is 9-29-2020. Right, which means... It is October Eve!
1: Which means we have to carve pumps!
0: No, that's... We don't do that till, like last day of
1: october no remember the first time we did we have a live stream to prove it we carved those pumps it was a very hit live stream i recall
0: (laughs) well do you want to do it on the 30th uh,
2: because
0: i i do work you work the 30th yes
1: oh well how are we gonna carve pumps
0: when i get off at midnight
1: right, dude, sure. Do you really
0: want to do it, or do you want to just wait till we're free, like, Sunday or something?
1: I would like to wait till we're free, like, Sunday or something.
0: Okay. Maybe we'll do it on Sunday. Yes. Pumpkin season. Yes. So, you have any plans for October, since we are on the eve of October? By the time you hear this, it will be October.
2: Yes.
1: Very... I can't believe it's the eve of... Wait. It's not the eve of October. There's one more day of the September.
0: Well, technically... It's October Eve, Eve. Two more days because it's midnight.
1: Anyway, um, yes, I plan on watching Moops in October, and I would like to go to more haunted houses. I did go to one the other night with my friend and her, some of her family, and, uh,. It was a fun time. I enjoy going to them. I don't really, you know, find them overly scary anymore, but I just love looking, I love looking at the set designs people come up with in haunted houses. They're always pretty impressive, especially this one I just went to was cool because it was like a house. It, It was one of those, like, had several attractions where there was a house, regular haunted house, and then there was, like, another house that was a walkthrough that was, Supposed to be like a quarantine type of setup, uh, you know, one of those like, uh, biohazard thing has happened, go through this and blah blah blah. And then the third one was like in the woods where you walk through the woods to um different sets that they had set up. And then they had some people hiding actually in the dark woods where there was no light, which was pretty cool. And then you walk out and it's actually a maze to get out, a corn maze, which was pretty easy to get through. It wasn't anything, uh, crazy um but I thought it was pretty cool you know this one I go to it they change it up every year some places don't really change what they do unfortunately but this one does sometimes like the thing in the woods will be like an interactive game or sometimes the thing that was like the biohazard thing will be more of a theatrical experience this one you know was kind of just three different haunted houses in a way but I think it's because um given the years that we have and they didn't have as many people working that's probably why they went that route but it was fun and i plan on doing that hopefully some more because october goes by really fast and of course you can only really do that on the weekends uh, but hopefully i shall be able to hit up some more what about you a buddy
0: well i had a question so do you, did they like make you like space you guys out like a ton not really no they just kind of like whatever
1: like we wore masks and it seemed like there weren't as many people in the house jumping out and like you know they always have some roaming people just on the grounds and they had mat. well it was actually funny there was a guy dressed up in a legit like quarantine looking suit like all hazmat suit if you will like yellow and had a black uh gas mask over his face and he was carrying around a bottle of cleaner and we were joking we were like what if he's not part of the attraction his job is actually just to clean up after everybody but um so he was dressed like that then there was like some dude dressed like a clown and of course he had a mask and then some other people and uh yeah pretty much so you just had to wear masks um it wasn't like the lines were really that spaced out or they were controlling it or anything like that too much but then again you know it's like mainly outside and you they did put us with like another group so it's like they didn't really even space that out either but either way you know they they spaced them out typically anyway by like letting six people at a time go in so there's that but it's it was pretty normal in my opinion so that is that is how i like to spend my halloween
0: really yes uh i'm not like huge into haunts Yeah, but I do. I do like him. I was a lot more into him when I was a kid. I think the problem that I have with like haunts is just that I never have the time to do them. As you know, like I usually work most weekends, uh, and now I work most evenings, so it kind of takes me out of haunt season. Right.
1: Yeah. Um. I understand that. I. When I was in high school, I used to be in the marching band, as you know. and that Nerd! Would, as you know, it was very fun, and the football games were on Friday, and sometimes we would have parades or band festivals on Sat. so a lot of times I did not get to really go to them either, and then I tried to work at one for...
0: You a, did work at one. What do you mean try?
1: Because I didn't have
0: a great experience, so it, to me it was like an effort. You tried to get me to work
2: there.
1: Yeah, that's when I first met you, and I wanted you involved in my life, and then you just... Said, yeah, I'll come show up, and then didn't, and then I gave you free tickets, and you were like, yeah, maybe me and my cousin will come, and then you guys didn't. I waited every night for you guys, and then I never saw you, but anyway, yeah, I worked at one for a season, like, out of high school, and, uh, it wasn't the best, I mean, it, it's like not the best haunted It's probably the, the
0: worst one around here, honestly.
1: I mean, it's, it's, that hayride's actually the world's, like, oldest hayride.
0: No. Yeah, it is. It's the world's oldest hayride?
1: Yeah, like operating... Like hayride.
0: When did it maybe start? Maybe
1: America. Maybe America. Okay, maybe, maybe not the Southwestern
0: world. Pennsylvania. No,
1: like America. It's actually the... I swear, dude. I'm looking it up. <laughs> Allen's Hayride. I used to go there all
0: the time when I'm a kid. You're not going to teach me anything about Allen's Hayride.
1: Anyway, the Allen family. They have a hayride and Tavern of Terror was... Something that opened up that used to be a bar and my a cousin of mine actually owned it or didn't own it but he's the one who fixed it up and he gave me a job there. I was like a creepy nurse. I mean, it, it had fun stuff. It was fun actually scaring people and acting, but didn't really care for some of my coworkers there and it also just took up all my time on the weekends. So it just, that's like the thing about working at those places. I always wanted to work at one. Then I did, then I realized, like, well, I can't really enjoy my Halloween, so that was the only time I did it. I was going to do it the next year, and then I kind of bailed out last minutes, but, you know, it's fun. Are you looking it up?
0: Yeah, so it says, <clears throat> Alan's Haunted Hayrides started in October 1979 by two brothers, Richard and Ronald Allen and ran in conjunction with the then Uniontown Greater JCS. They operated these hayrides together for years. Then the two brothers operated the hayrides on their own. But hayride hauling actually started in the 1960s by Ralph Allen, father of Richard and Ronald Allen. He hauled hayrides for various church and scout groups. Richard and Ronald got into the business of hauling hayrides with their father and then by themselves. This all came out of the need to financially assist their dairy farm. Today, Ronald and his son Clinton, don't ever name your kid Clinton.
1: But you don't talk shit on these people.
0: (laughs) Along with their immediate families continue to farm and raise 250 registered dairy cows along with uh, operate that's a typo along with operating allen's hayrides throughout the years of the course of the hayride route has been altered a road was put through a forest and bonfires carnival rides and games and added to the hayride attraction bonfires are by reservation only the carnival rides are included with the price of the hayride ticket is there carnival rides
1: um They used to have a Ferris wheel and stuff there. And honestly, the past few years, I think they did away with it. I don't know, though. In
0: 2015, the Tavern of Terror was added.
1: The nation's oldest haunted hayride. Quote. Nation.
0: Really? What does nation mean? Like, the United States. Right, yes. (laughs) That's cool. We have all kind of cool stuff in Pennsylvania horror history. We created zombies.
1: But, I mean... We did, yes. But I mean, the the hayride is nice. It's just they don't really ever change it up, and it's also kid friendly. I mean, there's actually a SpongeBob part in it, and that it, it, which I'm, is nice I'm with to bring kids. It. I'm with yeah, it. like and you, they do bonfires. They have like a nice bonfire
0: setup. You can't always take your kids to Fright Farm. Yeah. Even though I went when I was a kid.
2: Mhm. I it,
0: want to do Fright Farm this year. I haven't done it in a while.
1: Yeah, I did it last year, and was
0: that your first year?
1: yeah it was okay there was a point i thought where... it was
0: like the best one around here honestly
1: that's what everyone says but there was it was really it was going very well it's very long too so that's nice because there is a hayride and that takes you out to the actual house and then that goes on forever and then you go outside and then you go into another house and then like another one and it's pretty cool and then but
0: there's a like little corn maze at the end usually
1: yeah yeah i think so. yeah um There's usually a slide, too, but there wasn't last year. But anyway, I was going to say there was a part where I don't know what went wrong, but everyone was like crammed together. And I don't think it was supposed to be like that because it just completely took away from the effect because we were all like walking like side by side. Like we caught up with the other group and then another group caught up with us from behind. And I mean,
0: it is there usually are like pretty not spaced out honestly it's usually like huge groups
1: well i mean that one in particular that's like the only one i've ever really had that issue with
0: no i mean i'm talking about that oh i thought you meant that that. place is usually not that it's not as spaced out as other ones but uh did i ever tell you the time where my dude was dating a girl whose dad operated one of the tractors there yes yeah well long story short because it was like 25 bucks to get in. Yeah. It like, probably is like 30 now. I think it is 30. But when I was a kid, it was like 10. <laughs> yeah. So it's like 25 when I was a teen or, you know, late teen, early 20s. I can't remember. And uh, this girl was like, uh, my dad can get us, get you guys in for free. You know, my dad works here. I could get you guys in for free. And we're like, sweet, you know, like, because we didn't even have any money yeah. that night. And so my buddy picks up me and my friend Martin, um, and Marty. So Marty is the friend that picked us, me and Martin, up and they drive, we drive out the the fright farm and we get there and we're like, yo, where do you want us to meet you at? And she's like, Oh, meet me at the pumpkin patch. And we're like, okay. So like, there's the big building with like the, where you go in and like, you have to walk down some stuff and blah, blah, blah. And there's like a big like festival area with like bonfires and right. that's where you get your ride. There's like food and stuff down there. Right. Uh, and then like there's literally a farm next to it like with pump, like a big pumpkin pumpkin patch. And so we walk down through the pumpkin patch. I'm like, dude, we're like – and a pumpkin patch is not filled with like – it's not cornfield. It's like a huge open area right. with like pumpkins on the ground so you stick out like a sore thumb and we're just like walking down there and I'm like just I, I feel like we're not supposed to be here and we get like to the end of the pumpkin patch and she's like he calls her and he's like where are you and she's like oh just like keep walking down till you see a a, a fence and climb over it <laughs> and we're like so like we're just sneaking in then and she's like yeah basically and we're like so what do we need you for yeah. <laughs> You know, and it was literally that, like, we snuck into this place, and, like, she, like, it was so, I don't even know, like, how more people don't do that, because it's so obvious, like, it, cause, or, or, like, it. I guess it's so obvious that nobody tries it, but, like, we literally just walked, like, cut around the whole place and just ended up in the back, but we walked through an open field to do it, it was weird, and nobody said anything, so.
1: Well, when I went to, la- last year, when I went, they do a thing where... I think they stamped your hand with a number and now they have like a scoreboard looking thing up top that'll have like number 45 and then it'll be like I'll be number 46 and then they call you up and then they check your hand to see if you're in that
0: group. Okay, so because
1: it's so crowded <clears throat> there
0: that I think there was something like that, but I forgot this detail. Once we got in to like the little festival area, right. we met up with her and then she walked us like down the road and her dad stopped the tractor and and put us on we were the first people on then he went and picked everybody else up yeah and then she was like see i did it yeah so technically she did but we had to sneak in first (laughs) uh so yeah that was uh pretty pretty fun i used to go like every year like it was like a i went like multiple times a year sometimes because it was like that was like my place Mm. um yeah it was super fun i I used to love going there it was cool uh but yeah i always liked that one because it's a hayride and a haunted house
1: yeah and the hayride was pretty good like it was like there was actually a part that was really scary to me but um and there's a there was a really cool part where they had like a a car all of a sudden like its headlights come on behind you and then someone starts driving and they had like freddy krueger standing on top of it and then he like comes on the thing i was like jesus like so yeah they used to do some
0: really cool back in like the 90s when i used to go they used to like do a lot of like the the big four horror villains yeah like they would have they like i remember one time they built like a whole house that like was down in the field it was like I, i doubt it was a whole house but it was like the it was like you could see inside. It was like a dollhouse. You know uh, what I mean, yeah. like how you could see from the front view. Yeah. And it had like Na- like a girl that looked like Nancy, like sitting in a chair, and then like Freddie, like popping out of like the thing. It was like real cool. Yeah. It was like he was watching a play or something. But um. Yeah. So uh, anything happening this week?
1: This whole week. This week, this speak. Um, not really, nothing exciting. I am today when we're recording is Monday actually, and I am off tomorrow. That's why we're able to record right now at the good old time of midnight. Uh, because I'm just gonna take my mom to the doctor because she broke her ankle like in 50 places uh, about two months ago. So she's gonna maybe get the cast off, maybe not, but. Either way, I took the day off of work, and that is exciting, because I hate working. Um, but, other than that, I mean, nothing, I don't really have anything exciting planned this week. It is October, so I shall start putting my 31 Days of Whore hair on the YouTube, and
0: I that shall be I already started that. putting mine on myself.
1: Well, that is fake. Why? Because it is, you're in 31 days, 30 Days of September still.
0: Yes. Right. 31 Days of Whore
1: you're in 30 days of September.
0: <laughs> 31 days of horror in September. No, little guy. Yes. Uh, yeah, I am going to start uploading my ninth annual 31 days of horror. 9 years. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy.
1: Yes. I enjoy doing that on YouTube because it's, like, a good way to get YouTube videos up there. Like, yeah. Sometimes. Ignore,
0: like, the first couple years of mine, though. <laughs>
1: No, I shall watch them all. Yeah. No. We shall all watch them together. Um, but yeah, I think that's like about it. And this is my cat.
0: Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so let's uh, get into some things that we watched. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, I shall go first this time. You shall. Okay. So I left left off on Siseir's last. Last week, these are these are. I'm still playing catch up here because uh, we took some time off. Mm-hmm. Um, I had mentioned, did I do Freddy's Dead last week at all?
1: No, you just said you like complained <laughs> a bunch about how you forgot to put it on your list. I don't right. think you so I went it.
0: and put it on my list. Uh, so that was per my run of 1991. Uh, the I'm final so
1: movie.
0: My run through 91. It was it was uh, two. Th- it was my sixty fifth movie. So I lied on the show. It was actually sixty five.
2: Let's
0: see. Freddy's Dead was always one that I really liked. In fact, it was one of my. F- it was my favorite at one point.
2: What?
0: Yeah. So the very first Nightmare on Elm Street I ever seen was part four, mm-hmm. and i used to love part four and then i rented freddy's probably the second one i ever seen was freddy's dead and i loved that one because like the video game scene and the carlos scene and i just thought it was cool like super freddy or wait that's part five never mind i like that part too when i was was a kid i liked all the dumb stuff because it was still scary to me back then i never saw it as comedy right but i just saw it as cool um and then you know years later obviously i saw part three which is the best one and i saw like some of the you know part two and part five and i saw all of them and i, I actually one of the last ones i ever seen no the last one i ever seen was part one. Wow. yeah crazy what? yep i'd seen all the sequels before part one so uh yeah you know it was a uh, it was you know, in my head, pretty fresh, but I've always liked it, and I've always kind of defended it a little bit, I like, in terms of, like, I know that it's dumb, but, like, there's still some cool stuff, too, and watching it this time, I, I definitely didn't like it as much as I thought I would, and I knew that it was bad, so I, I, you know, already had, like, kind of lower expectations, but, yeah, there's, it's just kind of lame at times, but, like the stuff that I like about it, which is kind of what I like to focus on, is I think the kid being like the last of the Elm Street kids, like Freddy's like killed them all, yeah. is kind of a cool concept. And I like that he's stuck in Springwood and he's trying to get out of Springwood. Like that, this it's almost like the myth of Freddy is contained to this area where he existed because nobody knows about him and they have to kind of know about him to fear him to dream of him to for him to get there but he's out there spreading all the 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 stuff and you know i like that aspect but everything else kind of sucks besides the carlos death that that thing is cool right yeah
1: the move sucks
0: dude the carlos death
1: which one's carlos the the death one yeah yeah, I mean, that's all right. And then the best part is when she's like, Freddy's dead at the end. <laughs> I feel like that was just like such a massacre of the franchise. They were probably just like, okay, well, yep, he is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. All right. <clears throat> Next up, number 379 for me. Are you writing down 379? No. <laughs> Why?
1: I'm writing, what, what,
0: what, what movie is it? Tassel Freak. Okay. Uh. Sure what number. 1995... Stewie Gordon. Shut up, dude. Uh, This one follows Jeffrey Combs and his wife as they move into a haunted castle that he inherited from this duchess. Or, uh, what do they call them? I think it's Duchess. Something. Uh, And his daughter is blind. She was in a car accident when she was a kid. Jeffrey Combs was driving he was drinking it killed her his son and it blinded his daughter and his wife still seems to hold some resentment over that
2: (laughs) yeah i
1: started watching this movie on joe bob one night and like i was like wanting to watch it real bad and then i fell asleep like before i barely got it i got pretty much to the part where he's dreaming about the car accident and that was it
2: yeah
0: and barbara crampton plays the wife uh this movie is really cool and it's that like the cool like castle atmosphere is there the creature the freak is really cool he's like gross looking and um he sees like jeffrey comb like eating out this chick this prostitute Mm. so he basically captures the prostitute and does the same thing but i don't like i like he's like i don't think he's licking i think he's like he took he's taking eating out to like the actual you know no literally no yeah so his face all bloody and gross Ewey. yeah it's nasty either that or she was on her period Funny. <laughs> um but yeah it's sleazy it's gross it's cool it's atmospheric it's good stuff the blu-ray looked good i, I finally picked up the blu-ray from full moon which is a full moon film. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did. Did you? Yes. I don't think you knew that. I knew that. I actually knew that because I was like, wow, this movie looks decent for a
1: full moon film.
0: What? You did not. Yes. <clears throat> you're, you, you're a horror nah ass.
1: No, dude. Yes. I know like every move. <laughs> Name one move. I bet I know it.
0: Mm, Castle... I don't
2: know.
0: (laughs) Alright, I gave that an 8 out of 10. One of my favorite Stuart Gordon films. Uh, Then I watched Session 9. This is number 380, by the way. Session boring. Uh, Session 9 follows a couple of guys who are like... I don't know what they do, like asbestos removal or... Yeah. Something. And there's this like old uh, mental asylum and they get a job at this mental asylum to like clear out all the suspects this it's like a three-week job uh the guy who runs the crew is in real need of a of a job so he offers to do it in two weeks and the dude's like all right well you know you were sure you can do it in two weeks and then the deal still isn't like going through so he's like i'll do it in one week and like his whole crew is like dude one week this is a three-week job so they basically have to triple time it And, basically, it's them not working the whole movie.
2: Shut
0: up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's them needing to get this job done in three weeks, but every scene is them standing around talking. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. Because, like, the whole time, it was, like, giving me anxiety. Like, the whole time I'm, like, watching the movie, I'm like, why are these guys not working? (laughs) Like, work faster, you only have three weeks. Like, they don't, they look like they're just doing the job at normal pace, too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody looks like they're rushing. Yeah. Um, But it's a pretty cool movie. It's a lot of dialogue and a lot of relationships between the characters. At first, I couldn't tell them apart. I was like, who's who? But each of them have their own like backstory and like thing that matters. <clears throat> so that was pretty cool. And then uh, it's very slow burn, but once you actually get to like some creepy moments, it is pretty effective. Uh, I think that. I think it's a film that works if you can get into the characters. Right. If you can't, like Carly, and didn't pay attention to the move. I watched the move. Did you, though?
1: Yeah. He's like in weird. What you color live, is
0: the bricks? Red, ah, red. Nope. They're brown. They're gray. They're rock.
1: Brown and gray are very
0: different colors, man. Yeah, no, right? buddy. You don't know the bricks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was a pretty cool move. I dug it gave it an 8 out of 10 um oh then i watched this isn't a movie but i just figured Dude, I <laughs> so james Rolfe, the angry video game nerd guy that everybody knows him as did a video on youtube hey pay attention a, i am a- uh that he basically took quentin tarantino's kill bill volume one and two and edited it into one movie and he talks about all of his edits and changes and it's like one of the best videos i've ever seen
1: okay cool I'm not adding that to your list you don't have
0: to add it to my list but I just think you should watch it um, and it was uh, as you know because you're a big move fan uh-huh. Kill Bill 1 and Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2 are supposed to be one movie at one point yeah but it was like four hours and uh, the wine scenes were like nobody's gonna go so see you this know. yeah and then they raped people right yes. yes and so they split it into two films right uh, so yeah that's very cool shout out for that uh, then I watched Night of the Living Dead nineteen ninety.
1: All right, why? You forgot the D. No,
0: you're <laughs>
2: stupid. Just
1: okay. Give your review. Uh,
0: nineteen ninety Night of the Living Dead. <clears throat> Have you seen this before? Yes, once a long time ago. How long ago?
1: Well, probably like five years ago.
0: Five years. Yes. Uh, Night of the Living Dead nineteen ninety. Uh, it was released on blu-ray from twilight time which is a horrible company that i don't like and they it went out of print because it was limited it was like 30 bucks right this is back when blu-rays were normally like 20 new, and they were charging 30 and it was like bare bones with no special features maybe i think i can't remember and the transfer wasn't even that good and they charged 30 bucks went out of print anyway i refused to buy it and one day sony recently released it re-released it on blu-ray so i picked it up and night of the living dead 1990 finally back on blu-ray it was only 15 bucks picked it up what is that i am hot <laughs> oh but when i came in here and i was like it's hot in here
1: it got hot because we were sitting next to each other and talking get yeah. off me uh
0: so i popped it in figured hey this is a perfect movie to watch now you know i don't know night of the living dead to To me, we were talking in a chat the other day about movies that get you into the Halloween. I was talking to Lacey, I think. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And she was asking, what are movies that get you into the Halloween spirit? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Like, stuff that I wouldn't say, like, falls deep into the Halloween, but, like, stuff that gets you into the season. Yeah. What is it for you?
1: Um, I guess Pet Cemetery. And halloween what
0: what continue
1: what's your problem? so you like watching project. you
0: like watching halloween in like september
1: no oh i thought you so you mean like september
0: i um, no i mean like what gets you into the spirit of halloween not like what gets you into halloween right um like because by by like october 22nd you're like super into halloween and you're like watching the halloween movies but like what is your build up to just start getting into the
2: season
1: um i didn't know there would be a test i don't really <laughs> i don't know dude i don't like i mean what did i just say I forget I
0: you said that. pet cemetery then blair, I witch blair witch project
1: yeah like spooky movies like that i guess okay and the, i used to watch the shining honestly around halloween hey, That's like a wintery ew. movie But when I was a kid, for some reason, that, like... For me, I wanted to watch that around Halloween, I guess, because it's like... Oh, House on Haunted Hill. That could be a good one,
2: too.
0: Yeah, I'm down with that one. Yeah. So, for me, like... The movies that really, like, kind of get me into the spirit... Not, like, movies that take place on Halloween, like, that... That's, like, when you're already in the spirit. Yes. I'm talking about the, like, get me into the spirit. I understand. So, for me one of the films that i always go to along with uh any like stephen king movies usually those work especially like the ones from like back in the day like misery and you know misery is like more winter i guess yeah um like pet cemetery like you um also uh it the original it miniseries um graveyard shift is another one but one of the other films that always get me in the mood is Night of the Living Dead, the mm-hmm. original, 1968. Right. So that I wanted to see if 90 had the same effect, and it did. So it kind of was the first film that I watched where I felt in the Halloween spirit. And I watched it, like, last week or so. So <clears throat> perfect, you know? It was, yeah. It was perfect to watch. Uh, it's basically the same movie with a little bit more gore and a little bit of story changes Uh, but it's the core concept is the same the most notable difference is barbara is now like more independent and strong female character yeah um and normally people like praise that and like it but i want to see all women in their place like they're supposed no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um no i think that it the only thing that i don't like about it is it kind of takes away from ben's leader character that he is, mm. and I kind of like him, so it, he almost plays, like, the second fiddle to Barbara now, and I don't like that.
1: Yeah, I barely remember, but I do recall Barbara is like, kind of the, becomes, like, the star almost of the film. Right. Where she's a little bitch
2: in the average. Right. Uh,
0: and then moving on to my first Survive 05. Mm-hmm. So as you know we used to have a run through 91 now it is survive 05 oh
1: you thought because run rhymed with 91 that's why you called it that
0: <laughs> what do you think i called it that before?
1: i just thought you were being like an idiot like as my run through 91 like i thought you were just i don't know like, no run, me and dave both it, called i'm running it. through these
0: no and there was dive into 1985
1: that was never a thing. What are you where, talking where was I? about? I was, was I just not included in that? Like,
0: <laughs> it's time to dive into nineteen eighty five. Thanks for like
1: letting and me. And then it, that. Was it
0: was run through ninety one. It was run through ninety one, and then it was survive. over. And what was
1: seventy
0: two? We didn't do it back then.
2: Seventy two move.
0: <laughs> yeah, Dave. Dave came up with the this whole thing. So. Let me see. Dave was the one that started Dive into 1985, and then I said I was like, we should call it Run Through '91, and then I was I gave him a list of options for '05, and he he uh, he said Survive sounded okay. My other ones were like vibing
1: with nine, or, n- vibe with '05. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Right, we could
0: also do dive into 05.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know, because that sounds like you're always starting. Like, you're just starting. Like, about to dive into these movies. But you, if you're No, I'm
0: saying, but we did dive into 85. Oh. You're dumb. Well,
1: that was stupid then, too.
0: <laughs> no, you're stu- I'm telling Dave, you said he's stupid. I didn't.
1: Mean, Dave wasn't
0: on 85. He listens five. to this show. Uh, what do you mean, Dave wasn't on 85?
1: dave parka yeah wait was dave on 85 oh oh wait that's the one we just did (laughs) i'm sorry i'm so sorry i'm mixing all the times the never mind go on just tell your review all right
0: so uh the descent 2005 i also watched this for the summer series um let me say that i don't think that this is a masterpiece like some people do i'm a little bit of a hater this hater on this movie um And that's just because I don't think that it's, like, as good as people make it out to be. Why? I just feel like the characters are, like, really weak in this. I don't really care if they die or not.
1: Well, I think you're only supposed to really be focused on, like, the main two girls.
0: Then why have so many other
2: ones?
1: Well, dude, like, they're, like, the central thing, you know? It's like, uh... It's like, uh... It's like Kurt Russell in the thing.
0: I care about all those. You you don't like windows?
2: (laughs) You're stupid. (laughs) I ain't going with windows. (laughs) What? You're stupid. (laughs) What? (laughs) Nothing.
1: Anyway, um... No, I don't know, dude, because it's just, like, they're going on this adventure with their friends, but, like, it's the two main girls, because you see there's, like, a thing... There's, like, this tension at the beginning, because they're... What are you doing? I'm
0: making fun of you.
1: No one else can see that, so who
2: cares?
1: (laughs) Anyway, um, it's a good move. It's creepy, I feel. That's why I like it. It actually creeps me out. Right. Like, at the end, when she's all covered in whatever that is she's covered in, and then she, like, is standing there, like, all bug-eyed and, like, holds out that thing, I'm like, oh. And, uh, I was wondering
0: how you feel about the move. Um i think that it's good i like the uh colors although i'm not sure they always make sense what i
1: don't think you're making
0: any sense no like the colors in the movie
1: what about the height part it's so scary when height? you're trying it. the height like height. They're, the part where nobody just...
0: they're underground in this not above ground
1: no how dude. would
0: they have height
1: when she's trying to get from one side of the cave to the other because there's no Funny, this way to walk. in a cave. I know. <laughs> Did you watch it? <laughs> Have you actually watched this movie or are you like,
0: "Yes, I've watched it." All right. What are you talking about?
1: Listen, dude. Just whatever. Go on. Just move on.
0: Okay. So, um I like the colors. You know, the creatures are kind of basic to me i don't really think they're that good people say they're really scary but i'm like they're just regular people looking things but with teeth yeah
1: that's the thing I was just, that's the thing i don't care about in the movie is the creatures which are supposed to be like the main scary thing that's mm. not what creeps me out it's like them but, just being stuck underground and like the tensions the, and stuff the, like
0: the, that the, they are it is smart to make them albino though because they would get no light yeah i like that um, but yeah, I can't, my, the biggest trouble I have with this movie is I don't know who the hell who is, because it's so dark.
1: It's not as hard once you watch it a few
0: times. i watched I it feel. twice.
1: Well, listen, one's got short hair, one's, like, darker skinned, one is, like, the main blonde chick, and the other one's not the main blonde chick, and then, is there another one?
0: Yeah, there's definitely more than that.
1: There's, no, there's only, like, five, I think. Then there's one with, like, black hair, I think. Um, Medium length hair, Maybe
2: so they're Excuse not me not
1: hard it's just like too blonde girls.
0: what dude what just get
1: nothing move on okay
0: uh so see don't you like recording podcasts in the same room no <laughs> why You're having
1: an awful time why because you suck and no one knows that you suck and it's annoying <laughs> we should do this on video
0: um but no so uh yeah i think that the it's the most effective thing is like the actual spelunking yeah because, like, when they're in that tight crevice and... Oh, dude, that's... It reminded me of uh, the Blair Witch remake, or the the new Blair Witch movie.
1: That movie reminded you
0: of this, is what you mean. No, this reminded me of that scene in Blair Witch, the Blair Witch movie where she's in the tunnel, the hole.
1: Yeah, I know what you, you mean. Yeah,
0: that shit gives me anxiety. <laughs> so, yeah, I still think it's a good, even great movie. I just think that, like when people like rate it 10 out of 10 it's a bit much for me so i gave it an 8.5 out of 10 still one of the better movies of 05 could make my top 10 depending on how big the year is right right all right uh coming up next we have john dies at the end all right yes 2012
1: Remember the uh, 22 Shots book club? Neither do I. Dude, shut up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Owie, Owie, help, Out! I didn't,
0: I didn't, shut up. <laughs> Don't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Damn it. I knew somebody was going to say that when I watched this movie.
1: Am I
0: the only one
1: who yes. said it? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> stop, dude, what? Stop, dude what? Come on.
0: You scared your cat.
1: You did that.
0: How'd I do it? It ran away when you screamed.
1: I'm busy wiping my bruises.
0: (laughs) Bruises. Where'd you get those?
1: From you. I I didn't
0: do anything. Come on.
1: It's hot in here.
0: But when I came in, I'm like, it's hot in here. You're like, dude, no, it's not. I'm like, no, seriously, it's hot.
1: You already said that. I can't put the air on, though, because we're recording.
0: I know, but you should have put the air on before I got here. But it here. wasn't
1: hot until you arrived. It
0: was always hot. <laughs> it was never hot. You're right. It wasn't hot until I arrived.
1: All right, dude. How many more movies do you have to talk about? I don't
0: know. Like, uh, uh, Well, this is number 383, and I've watched almost 400 now.
1: Dude, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> You're taking so long. I
0: didn't, dude, I've been running, rolling through these. No. Are you serious? Yeah. I've been rocking and rolling through these. Okay,
1: let's keep going. I thought you said you
0: wanted to do this one in like an hour and a half. Yeah. So what are you saying?
1: I'm saying like I have movies to discuss as well.
0: (laughs) Do you have a blind spot? Yeah. No. Okay. John dies at the end. Uh, Have you seen this before? No. It's pretty cool. Uh, It's about this dude. It's like told kind of out of order, and there's like a lot of narration and stuff. But it's this dude who like is like dealing with this crazy stuff in the world like for example like the like an early scene he's like you know just talking about him and his friend like going to help this girl and they get to her house and they open this freezer and there's all these like uh meats in there and all the meats come out of the freezer and like form a meat body and then the meat body attacks them um but it has it's just like kind of has like that like nightmare logic type thing but it's because there is a drug like a new drug on the street called like forget what it's called um as your neighbor is extremely
1: loud it's not my fault buddy
0: okay but um they take this drug and the drug is like almost like this living liquid and uh they take it and then they hallucinate and like but john gets like these tele not telekinetic but um like psychic powers Mm -hmm. and uh He's telling all this stuff to a reporter and stuff. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, Actually, I think Angus... Yeah, Angus Scrim's in it for a little cameo, which is cool. Directed by the one, the only, the G, the Don, the Coscarelli. Right. Don Coscarelli. Yes. Five syllables. People with five syllable names are really cool
1: it would actually be six because his name's probably donald
0: no no, no. coscarelli oh wait don yeah <laughs> no not donald his name's not donald
1: everyone
2: okay
0: okay anyway but uh don coscarelli i forgot he directed this you know what's super cool about this movie what's the last don coscarelli movie you've seen
1: phantasm five he didn't
0: direct that i thought you were a big movie. oh uh, wait
1: Wait, wait, the last move I saw of his? Yeah. I, incident on and off a mountain road? I don't know. Right. Really? A long time ago, huh? That's the last movie he ever did?
0: Well, this is. When was...
1: Oh, this is 2012. 2012, yeah. Oh, okay. But, and then
0: that's... Yeah, he did Bubba Hotep, Incident on mm-hmm. and off a mountain road, and then this, I think. Um, But what's crazy is you watch this movie, and it looks like some modern director made it. Yeah Like someone Like have you ever seen like I don't know like Odd Thomas or something No nope. I haven't seen it either But just like Looking at the trailer It kinda mm. Reminded me of this A little bit But Yeah it's just like Like the dude Didn't ever Like he transitioned Perfectly into the modern era It's sad That he didn't get Like a million more movies It's Don Coss, man Yeah I wish It's Donny Cos. I
1: wish he would've done more like Scary movies
0: <laughs> yeah, 'cause this one's kind of a comedy. Like he too. makes,
1: like he likes making comedy. Sam
0: Raimi's the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like make yeah, two great very... scary movies and then comedy, 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 comedy.
1: Yeah, they are pretty much like the same people.
0: I hate like when that. directors do that too. It's like annoying, 'cause I. They, like, they especially made, like, when they, they make, like, one of the best scary movies. Yeah, they movies. both
1: made, like, the most fantastic, like, atmospheric horror movies there are. And then they went on to... I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Their movies aren't bad. It's just that I'd rather there not be the comedy.
0: I gave it an 8 out of 10. I think it's pretty good. Uh, then I watched Cabin Fever Patient Zero from 2014. Uh, this one's kind of a prequel. Uh, it follows these four youths who... Uh, the dude's getting married, so it's kind of like a little bachelor bachelor party... They go off to this island. It turns out that this island also housed this uh, genetic research lab where they ended up creating this virus. Sean Astin's in this movie. He plays Patient Zero, like the first person infected with this stuff. And uh, basically, it's like an outbreak on the island. It, it kind of has some gross-out moments. Do like, you know the um, oops finger-bang scene in Cabin Fever? Yes. Uh. Mm well there's like one of those but with like oral sex yeah and it was kind of gross but no, doesn't really work like the one in the original cabin fever did it was okay uh it was, it was like an hour and 40 minutes if my memory serves me correctly and that was way too long for this crap uh i actually think this is the worst of the cabin fever films I've i watched... like the remake even more. oh you've seen this yeah, I watched. Oh, then you're acting like I'm t- I'm describing it to you. And no, like, that's why like, I said
1: yes when you said about the science. But, like, listen, no, but I agree. I don't think it's that good. It had too much boring stuff at the beginning. The <laughs> yeah, I, li- stuff. I like. I liked the boring stuff. It had stuff. very boring stuff. I hated the stuff. science stuff. That's what I mean.
0: No, no, I'm saying I like the boring stuff at the beginning. I didn't like the science
2: stuff.
1: Okay. Yeah, all the science stuff was pretty boring. And then, um, the, uh, and then. Stuff that was kind of cabin fever esque, I liked, but it wasn't that good,
0: uh, yeah. Well, one of the things that bothered me is like the virus looked a certain way in cabin fever, yeah, and it looks nothing yeah, like yeah, that yeah, in yeah. this, it looks like more like zombies, yeah. It's this. very <clears throat> like generic, yeah. Uh, okay, May 2002 is my next one. Uh, I rewatched this for the summer series. Angela Bettis is an absolute brilliant, brilliant, brilliant person, in fact. 22 shots is doing the carrie franchise in an upcoming episode and i was dreading it because it's like watching the same movie four times like it three of them are the exact same movie almost you know yeah um but one thing i will say is that it made me actually want to see carrie 2002 because as you know may came out in 2002 yeah and angela bettis plays carrie which is essentially a may-like character so maybe I'll appreciate that movie more now that some time has passed.
1: I always say I feel like she plays like two different versions of Awkward somehow.
0: Really? Well, that yeah, just I shows th- to her range of acting. Yes.
1: Like, what a weird... Year. But that would be so weird to just be like, Okay, I gotta go play Awkward in this move. And then I gotta go play Awkward in this move.
2: You've said that joke before. No. Oh, you remember. <laughs> I
0: um but no she is so good in this movie me and you talked at length about this movie uh after i watched it yeah it is in the 22 shots hall but i think i only gave it an eight back then i'm like closer to a 10 now it's phenomenal yes. that's fantastic and phenomenal together right yes yes, yes. phenomenal mm-hmm. i make up things uh so yeah i gave it 9.5 out of 10 won't stay on it too long then i watched house of the devil 2009 as part of the teapot summer series and this is a slow burn throwback film from yesteryear where it takes place in the 80s i believe
1: yeah like 83 maybe or something like that
0: yeah and it follows this girl who's in college and she's really unhappy with her Roommate in like the dorms or whatever, so she wants to move out on her own. Um, she basically needs a job for this new apartment that she got or this new house that she's renting, which is pretty sick, but she need she doesn't have enough money to cover it yet, and she needs the payment by Monday, so she needs like some fast cash. Certain things about that kind of like bothered me watching it this time. Like, do you think somebody would really agree to a house to 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 write a check on Monday when it's like Friday, <laughs> and not have like any idea where they're gonna get like three hundred and fifty dollars?
1: No, I mean I could see someone saying like, yeah, totally, I'll do it, like with, just in the heat of the moment. Yeah, like 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 <laughs> yeah, like someone from my family,
0: but not like someone who's in college. That <laughs> <Yeah,
2: yeah. laughs> <laughs> is true
1: yeah it is stupid because that's like a lot of money and she's like i have eight dollars in my she has like no money in her bank account and then
0: another thing that kind of bugged me is like her friend is like do you want me to just have my family write you a check or something and i'm like i feel like 99 percent of humans would be like yeah yeah
2: yeah
1: i'll pay you back yeah yeah that is true it is stupid
0: so i don't know but i guess it is trying to show that she's like strong and independent and doesn't want to take handouts but at the same time i feel like someone like that would also not be the same person that would be like yeah i'll have the money by monday yeah it's like conflicting but anyway that's a small gripe but it's just there's so little that happens in this movie that like that's like the only dialogue in the movie so you like remember (laughs) it um I think the coolest thing about this movie is just, like, the scenes where she's, like, just sitting on the stoop, like, waiting to meet that guy, and she's, like, listening to her headphones, and, like, it's, like, a little montage of, like, her being in different positions and stuff like that, like, bored. Yeah. It it It's, like, back to a simpler time, or, like, when she's just yeah. walking through the house listening to her headphones and stuff. Yeah. I like those scenes. I like it, too. Very slow burn. I, I honestly think this movie is, like, s- too simple for its own good sometimes, though. Like, I know I know it is simple, but, I mean, it's really, like, the third act is really basic. It's, like, really, really basic.
1: Yeah, it is. I don't know. I think it's got its creepy moments, though.
0: Uh, I give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, then we got uh, my second Survive 05. So, we're on 387. I got, like, 400 of these. So. What? What?
1: 400 more?
0: Well, I, I, I'm up to movie, like, 400. What, what do
1: you mean you're up to
0: movie? I'm, like, you know I'm counting my movies here? This yeah. is 387. Yeah. I've watched around 400 total.
1: For, like, this show? What?
0: <laughs> Dude, what are you stupid.
1: saying to me? You don't make sense. <laughs> you're saying, no, you're saying, what? You're, you mean, like, you watched 400, so we still have to, you still have to review, like,
0: 13 more <laughs> yes dude come on we're
1: supposed to put these up <laughs> i did yeah. what yeah, but i you... put them last time yeah, but like you uh...
0: come on i don't know what we wanted to be done in like a half hour let's go why on. are you
1: saying come on to me <laughs> you're taking you're slowing me down go just go i'm done talking bye
0: <laughs> okay cry wolf um have you ever seen this yes oh what did you think
1: it, it was all right it wasn't great but it was not bad either
0: okay um, it, you know, it's a movie. It follows like people on the college campus. And there was a murder on the campus. Or it's a high school prep, prep school. I don't know. And there's a like new kid in town. They play this game called Cry Wolf. Where one of them gets uh, writing on their chest. And then they have to figure it out through questions and stuff. They decide to amplify this by creating a Cry Wolf thing at school. Where they basically send out a fake email saying like, I'm the person that killed that girl and I'm going to do it again. Ha 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 ha. And uh, they basically... Uh, get scared whenever like they think they accidentally sent the email to the real killer because they sent it out to the whole school and the somebody in the school probably killed the girl um it's okay it's not great i, I kind of enjoyed it because it's like that modern slasher technology technology horror that was starting to happen you know with the emails and stuff like that the killer looks cool it 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 could have highly benefited from some like kills and stuff it's not really a traditional slasher it's like kind of just a slasher in the concept um but yeah i give it a six and a half out of ten next up i rewatched the village did you see this one ever
1: yeah
0: uh we were talking about it on the summer series because jerry said it's like his least favorite movie ever or something least favorite horror film so i was like let me revisit this do you like the village
1: um i liked it when i first saw it and then i revisited it and i didn't like it as much but i still thought it was okay
0: yeah well uh i thought it was good it held up i think it's creepy um I don't mind the twist you know that if you if you can't get on board with that you're gonna hate this movie I do feel like the first time that I seen it it was a little underwhelming Mm -hmm. um and I did feel cheated but I was okay with it this time and I think this film is like really well directed minus some like slow-mo scenes I gave that an 8 out of 10 um and then we had our drive-in adventure which we'll talk about later uh then we watch I watched King Kong for Survival 5 number three um also it was for 22 shots and uh yeah it's I watched the nearly three and a half hour cut I'll kind of leave my thoughts on it alone but I used to really like this movie my opinion has changed either I really really like it now or I just or I like it a little bit less or I hated it or I loved it you know it could be any of this right yeah uh but yeah so that's uh look out for that on the next show uh then i watched from beyond the grave uh 1974 this is amicus horror anthology with four stories the first story is called the gate crusher which follows a man who sees uh who buys a mirror oh so the the wraparound involves peter cushing in a antique shop and the people that come in to buy items are the ones that the stories are about uh so the first story was the gate crusher this guy buys a mirror the mirror has like an entity in it It tells him to kill people he does pretty good story probably the most violent of them uh the second one is the act of kindness which stars donald pleasance and actually donald pleasance's daughter plays his daughter in this film Ooh. yeah didn't know that at first but uh this guy is like kind of lonely hates his wife uh he befriends this guy on the street after donating to him he lies about being a decorated war veteran and befriends him and kind of falls in love with donald pleasant's daughter there a little bit it's pretty cool uh the fourth story the third story is the elemental which is like about this like monster thing that you can't see that's like burrowing into this guy's arm he meets a clairvoyant she says she can get it fixed for him it's pretty cool but i wanted a little bit more of it and the fourth story is the door probably my least favorite it's about this guy who buys a door and uh when he goes in stop it's falling asleep um when he goes in it it's like another world and there's a bad guy in it it's it's okay seven out of ten pretty fun anthology none of the stories stand out as amazing but none of them are actually bad either uh next up is son of kong 1933 it came out one year or less than one year after the original 1933 king kong which is just insane to think about when you really think about it um so yeah it was bad it was horrible (laughs) it was like such a pain it's about same dude goes back to this skull island to find treasure this time the director guy finds a baby kong it's like way more like cheesy and silly and he's like you know sorry i knocked off your pop son or (laughs) something you know and it's just stupid i hated it three out of ten right um of course I talked about all these uh okay last one for this uh I have uh yeah this this will be the last one
2: yeah yes yes
0: yes um <laughs> shut up uh a lot or sorry <laughs> no. we, we did that last week inside 2016 um it's the remake of the 2007 horror film inside the french extreme film it's basically the same movie up until a point uh, the entire third act is pretty different. I actually did not did you ever see this? No, I actually did not think it was bad, man. I thought it was all right. Like I actually liked the movie. It's still set on Christmas Eve, which I think is nice. They changed the entire third act, which at least makes it more interesting to see, unlike the Martyrs film, where like most like ninety percent of it's the same and they just change stupid stuff. uh, it definitely feels like more Hollywood, more like Western. But I thought it was all right. I didn't I I thought it was definitely watchable. Had I never seen inside, I would think it was a good movie. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. oh, no. oh, no. oh, oh no. man. Oh. No. We're going to deal with this siren and we will be back in a second. Actually, I'm not done. I totally forgot that. No. I? <laughs> uh
2: so King
0: Kong 1933 uh it's an absolutely amazing film. I mean I tell the story on the show about how we went and seen it and like I leaned over to you and I was like this isn't just a good movie for the time. It's a good movie for now. Yeah, you I thought it was like... a very profound thing that I said that day.
1: No, you were more like good
0: move. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. Um so yeah, I won't go too far into it. Just know that I love the movie. I think it's great. It was amazing seeing it in the theater. Uh, and then finally, this is actually my last one, uh, I decided to give Blackwater 2007 a watch because we're doing the sequel today. So uh, yeah, I've always liked this movie. I thought it was pretty good at the time. It's from the director of The Reef. Rewatching it, I thought it was good but not great. There's actually a few things that happened in the movie that I feel are like a little bull crappy. Like, you know, I'm just like, oh, that wouldn't happen. Then I saw another movie that we'll talk about at another point where I was like, oh, this was way worse than (laughs) that. It made me think like it wasn't so big in Blackwater. But yeah, I mean, it's a small, simple movie. I mean, it's basically three people sitting in a tree for the entire movie (laughs) um, with a crocodile in the water. You know, these people capsize their boat in the swamps. Right. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. I gave it a 7 out of 10. What are you doing?
2: I'm fanning myself. Oh, because you look what like are...
0: you're trying to blow st- stinkies away. No, <laughs> ew. <laughs> Stop it, dude. Cut to that out. No, I No, imagine. it's your turn. All right, all right, I'm gonna go make something to eat. good.
1: Uh, this is my house. I don't have food. Okay. Okay. So anyway, guys, I guess he's not gonna, um, you know, be any informative while I give my reviews, Even though I give you know my two cents on his. Cereal. Buddy, no, not I my blueberry. No, not blueberry. my
2: berry. No.
1: Oh, okay. Anyway, guys. Um, I'm gonna have to buy more blueberry. Um. So what I watched was, and some of these, forgive me, I might forget about a little bit. Well, actually, most of these I know. But first one up, Exorcist, the beginning from 2004. Um, I watched. <laughs> stop. Go away. <laughs> come on okay I watched Dominion I I believe I reviewed that on here or maybe I didn't I don't remember either way I reviewed both of these for my 31 days of horror which will be on my YouTube channel Carly317 coming up here soon check that out in October but anyway Exorcist the beginning um basically the same plot as Dominion which this one came first of course um and it's about you know Father Marin uh he has a really bad experience during the war and it causes him to not want to be a priest anymore so he takes on this archeological archeolo- project in um I believe it's somewhere in Africa and um while he's there some exorcism devilly stuff starts to go down and he's kind of torn between whether or not to you know bring his faith back into it or just think like oh no everyone here is just crazy and that's kind of it and that's exactly what Dominion's like and I watched these very close together and um I didn't realize that I knew that they had redid the prequel to The Exorcist because they felt that the beginning wasn't going to be good enough but I didn't know that they literally did the same plot and used the same actors and the same uh, sets. So, it was a little jarring to watch this. Um, I think Dominion is definitely better, but at the same time, I don't think either of them were that great, if I'm being completely honest, but yeah. Um, is that my microwave?
0: <laughs> what are you doing? Why are there
1: a there? That's not a banana. That's a oh.
0: catnip. Oh. oh, by the way, it seems like you have spilled rice in your microwave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Dude, don't go in there. It's dirty. Anyway, After that, I watched the Masters of Horror episode, Dreams in the Witch House, because it is from 2005, as per my dive, as per my chive, as per, what are we doing? As per surviving, my Survive 2005. Um, yes, we decided to count the Masters of Horror hair, which is pretty cool, because they were only an owl hair long. And, uh, this was the second episode, and, uh, basically about some guy who is a college student working on his thesis. He needs a place to stay. He goes to this kind of crummy apartment complex or more so like a room complex thing. It's very much like in uh, Doctor Sleep where he just like rents out that room and that's where he lives or like Shawshank where it's like kind of You could barely even call it an apartment, but anyway, he rents it out, and then, uh, he, you know, meets this woman neighbor who is a struggling single mom of this baby, and he starts having these disturbing dreams that kind of, like, are telling him that, yo, you should, like, probably kill that baby, and stuff like, like, stuff like that, um, When I first saw this, I didn't like it too much, if I'm being honest. I just thought it was okay, but I enjoyed it a lot more this time around. Um, I liked the atmosphere. I I enjoyed the setting. I do, I always like that crummy kind of apartment, sucky living situation type of setting. So, I thought that was all well and good, and, uh, the dream sequences were pretty interesting. So, I liked it. I think I liked it more than Incident on and Off a Mountain Road, which is, of course, the first episode of Masters of Horror by Don Coscarelli, um... I forget who directed Dreams in the Witch House. So. Stuart Gordon. Stuart Gordon. Um, thank you, buddy. So, yeah, Stuart Gordon. Uh, and that is that. Or Stewie G,
0: as I like to call him.
1: So, then after that, as per my Survive 2005, and also for the Summer Series, I watched The Devil's Rejects. Um, ne- didn't even necessarily have to re-watch this one for Summer Series, I feel, because I, I feel like I know it off the back of my hand at this point. But I wanted to. Because I really enjoy this film, um, I'm surprised by how much I ended up liking this, because, you know, I first saw it when I was rather young, and I was kind of like, okay, that's okay, it's a little much, but, um, I think it's honestly like a modern type of masterpiece at this point, um, it's definitely, obviously, Rob Zombie's best movie, and, uh, oh, that's okay, you can have those, those are gross. (laughs) I wasn't eating them. Anyway. Oh. No! Not the chicken fingers.
0: It's probably a cat
1: hair on it. That looks gross. Dude, ew. <laughs> the, the five second rule doesn't apply in my house. Um, anyway, Devil's Rejects, what can you say? It's a great film and uh, just a fun story. I, I, You know, I just love the characters in this. It's a fun movie. It's a brutal movie, all mixed in one. And it's great. 10 out of 10. Then after that, um for, again, for the summer series, I watched The Mist from 2007, and The Mist is another fantastic movie, uh, near a masterpiece, besides the CGI, that's the only half a point that I dock on it is, uh, the kind of crummy effects there, but other than that, I think it's great, I think it utilizes all its characters super well, and, uh, you know, does a good job of making character development with everybody, no one's really kind of just a background character in this and you have just so many little subplots and conflicts going on as they're all stuck in this grocery store. I just think it's a great movie. You know, it's more about the people than it is the monsters outside. So, um, I really enjoy that one. I gave that like a 9.5 out of 10. Then after that, uh, checked out Wrong Turn from 2003. I had this on VHS and just wanted to watch it one night, and um, yeah, it's also a pretty darn good movie. I had only seen this one once before, and that was several years ago, so didn't really remember a whole lot about it, but uh, was curious to see if I still enjoyed it, and I did. I think I even liked it more this time around. Um, I will say that the main one of the main characters, her name is Carly in the movie, I think she's very annoying, and uh, Super, the like, hot one. I get The one who's really annoying and is, and is like, almost getting them killed, like, the whole time because she keeps screaming and, like, wanting to stay for her boyfriend who's clearly dead. Um, yeah, I hate characters Jeremy's like sister. that. Yeah, Jeremy Sisto, who is hot. Um, he is in this move as well, which I is kind of cool because I didn't even realize that, you know, first time around. I think I saw this before I saw May, so I never really would have made that connection, but, uh... It's a good movie. I think it's got scary moments. I think the, uh, you know, the bad guys look pretty creepy and menacing. And it's like a backwards film, and I like that setting, so I enjoy it. Then after that, I watched, uh, Pet Cemetery*, the original 1989, with my mother. Um, brought over her house one day just to have something to watch, because, uh, she was bored and I was bringing her groceries. And she said she, she said she thought she saw this movie before when it first came out and hadn't seen it since. But then when we were watching it, she was like, I don't even know if I ever saw this all the way through because she said she barely really remembered anything. So, um, it was kind of cool, you know. We were kind of uh, laughing at some of the stuff that didn't hold up as well for us this time around. But, um, I like Pet Cemetery. I feel like she didn't like it as... I, I feel like she just kind of thought it, like, was another cheesy 80s movie and that was kind of that. So, I think she still liked it, but she... Didn't like it for the same reasons I did, if that makes sense. But it's a stack.
2: You have a freaking stack in your freezer. My
1: mom bought me a stack. Dude,
0: you yell at me when I have stacks without you.
1: Well, now I have stacks without you. Anyway, um, so after that, I watched Jeepers Creepers 2001 which i actually just bought on dvd at the dollar tree recently i have it on vhs but i did not have it on dvd so i grabbed it on dvd and i love jeepers creepers i think it is a great monster type of film and i think it's very creepy and effective still to this day there's a lot of creepy parts you know you got the crazy cat lady parts you got the creeper himself i think it looks really really good um just that shot of them driving by when he's throwing uh, those mysterious, uh, sheets down the pipe, and then he, you get that shot of him, like, staring at them as they drive by. It's super scary, and, you know, it's done in broad daylight, but it's, uh, manages to be, I think that makes it even more effective, is that it's done during the day where you wouldn't expect to see something like that. Um, I think it's really scary. I, I like the characters, the brother and sister dynamic, how it's kind of, like, Derry's like the annoying younger brother and then his sister's kind of the bitch older sister who's always annoyed by him I think it's uh very realistic and um yeah great movie one that I grew up with and one that I love it sucks that Victor Salva sucks because he could have done great moves but instead he liked rape kids anyway um after that I watched Ring 2 Ringu 2 whatever 1999
0: What's the last one? what do you mean that's the last one. Ring 2. What do you mean? This is your last move. No,
1: I have like three more. But you- No, watched- Ringu 2, buddy. I watched both of the Ring 2s recently. Why? Because one's a 99 move, which is for my 31 days of whore hair, and the other one is a 2005 move. So anyway, Ringu 2, uh, this one is obviously the sequel to Ringu, which came out just a year before that in 98th. And, funny thing about this is, I remember when I was a kid, I really liked The Ring, and The Ring 2, and, uh, I I didn't know much about, you know, Japanese movies or anything like that, and I saw Ringu 2, I think we might have rent, we either rented it or just bought it on DVD, because we found it somewhere, me and my mom, and I brought it home. And I played it, and I was like, what the heck? This is in Japanese. I can't watch this. And my mom is also an idiot, and she was like, you're right. This is in Japanese. It's a subtitle. We cannot watch this. And I, I think I still was just watching it and like not knowing what was going on, and it was just in Japanese, and I wasn't even reading the subtitles. But Because uh, there was aspects to it that I remembered watching it this time around. But anyway, that's just the story of uh me being dumb and my mother also being dumb. Um... Uh, honestly, I was kind of disappointed with this. It has its creepy moments, but it, it's kind of boring. It's more investigative, more so than even the first one, where it's, like, trying to figure out more of what's going on with the cursed tape and the girl and stuff like that. And, um, you know, you get some scenes of uh, Sadako up close, and I just don't think she's... I don't like the look they give her, especially at the end. There's a scene in the well that I just don't think looks that scary or anything like that so it was a major step down because I do like the first one and um this just I thought this one would be just as good but it definitely was not not at all so um I think I gave that like a six and a half but you know it's okay um after that I watched Amityville Dollhouse 1996 um this was one I had never seen before one of the later sequels of course and I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, This one is about this family that moves into a house that the father built and it turns out he built it over the old Amityville house that had burnt down. He built it on the property and he's investigating an old shed that happens to have been left on the property. Finds a replica dollhouse of the Amityville house and gives it to his daughter for her birthday. She's all excited, it's in her room, and then weird stuff starts to happen around the house. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a lot of fun, much like uh, The Evil Escapes, it's just very fun. You know, it's got cheesy moments, it's got very cheesy kid characters. Um, Kind of the thing is, like, it's two parents who have been divorced, or the one, the dad's dead, and the other one, it's like the mom is just, like, not in their life, and then it, dude remarries this woman. She's got, like, a dorky son, and then he himself has... A teenage angsty son and then you know an innocent daughter who gets the dollhouse so it's got that going for it's got cheesiness and um just some ridiculous moments with the family but um I thought it was pretty fun I enjoyed that quite a bit I gave it a 7 out of 10 for
0: enjoyability yeah I like that one too honestly yeah honestly that I might like... be my favorite one yeah no. they're all kind of fun
1: yeah not my favorite one out of like you know the first, counting the first two but like my favorite of the later sequels um then after that, I watched It Waits, a 2005 movie. I watched this on Tubi. Um, it's basically like a monster movie. There's like this girl. She's like a a ranger of sorts, supposed to be looking after this area. And um, she kind of has like a drinking problem because uh, she was involved in a tragic car accident recently that she cannot get over. So she kind of has this problem, and then there's this other guy who uh, becomes a little bit interested in her, and he's also working there, and um, all along there's, like, this monster that is waiting. Um, I thought this movie kind of sucked, um, mainly because the main actress I thought was just awful. Uh She was bad at acting. I didn't care at all about the backstory. It just doesn't even seem needed, honestly, and I don't care about the blossoming relationship between her and the guy. It's just a whole bunch of not caring. And then the monster was actually kind of decent looking. It it actually reminded me of the Creeper from Jeepers Creepers a little bit because he's like a human figure and he has these wings and he's pretty menacing. But you don't really get a ton of him. And um, at that point, it's like, I just don't care. I did not care for this movie too much at all. It was not that good. It wastes—that's what I'm talking about. Hmm. And, um... So, yeah, that was a 2005 movie. Wake up. And then, finally, I watched The Ring 2. The American Ring 2. I just watched that tonight uh, while waiting for J-Pig to get done at work. And, um, yeah, this movie I liked a lot when I was a kid. I liked this one and part one. It's one of those things when, you know, kind of like what J-Pig here said about uh, liking all the Elm Streets. Even though some of them are stupid. It's like you're just having fun with it. That's like Me With The Ring, too. I always thought, like, yeah, that's just as great as the first one. So on par, and it's actually scarier because it's got some more in it a lot. Well, that actually takes away from the movie quite a bit, and, um, they try way too hard to make it, like, a ghost film with Samora being around every corner. Where the first one succeeds in just building on atmosphere, and what are you doing?
0: Continue.
1: Building on atmosphere and, um... Stuff like that. This one is more just like, oh, we're going to see how much we can scare people by showing Samora a whole bunch and doing a bunch of bad CG deer and Samoras. And uh, we're going to have... Samora. Samora. I say Samora.
0: Yeah. Samora what?
1: What? <laughs> Shut up, dude. You're
0: annoying. How can I have Samora when I haven't had anything yet? <laughs> you spit it.
1: Sloppy. I'm giving... Spit you spit it. Practice. I know, dude. You made me mad. Put those narcotics away. <clears throat> anyway, um, so, yeah, The Ring 2 is not that, that good of a move, is what I'm trying to say. And um, I see why people do not like it, and I understand, and I am so sorry. So that is all my movies.
0: Okay. Uh, so we also went to The Drive-In, uh, a second one. Uh, this was for a sort of like creature marathon thing
1: yeah it was the drive-in monsterama that they do in uh september yeah it's called the riverside drive-in and they do it every september um usually mid-september weekends and it's kind of like we we always talk about we go to the april Goals drive-in we mentioned a few times like on our trip down movie lane and stuff like that but They do one in September, they do one in April. April is usually, like, 80s classics and slashers and what?
0: What's wrong? A trip down movie lane?
1: That was our third episode.
0: Did we call it
2: that? Yes, and I made it up. That was so
0: cool. Oh, you made it up? Yeah. That sucked. Oh. I was about to say, that's a cool name. But then I thought about it and I was like, no, actually, that sucks.
1: Anyway. Yeah, so... Uh, we went to this drive-in, and the September one usually plays, like, weird stuff that I don't like. much. <laughs> it's, like, Ham- monster like stuff. Like, it'll be, be hammer or... Stuff.
0: More older stuff. Like, April is usually, like, 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. While... Mostly 80s, but, like, while the Monsterama is, like, 50s, 60s, 70s.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Or, like, B-movies, like, ones that aren't as popular and stuff like right. that, but... Yeah, so we went to this and uh we only went the one night um which was Saturday the second night. Um and this drive is only like an hour and a half away from us, hour and 20 minutes or so, so um, it's not
0: I we would have went the first night, but I I did have uh, <clears throat> either work or 22 shots, I can't remember. It's work. But... Um and then so yeah, we went the second night, which the really the main reason I wanted to go the second night was for the third film. Right. Which, if they would have played first, I probably would have left. <laughs> honestly.
1: Yeah, because they the lineup was uh, King Kong versus Godzilla.
0: Which ah. we've seen in the theater before, so it wasn't. Yeah, oddly enough. It wasn't actually like exciting.
1: Yeah, and um, which I already knew my opinions on it. And then King Kong escapes was after that. That one was okay. I mean, it had its fun moments. I felt like I didn't pay that much attention to it, but what I did pay attention to was like kind of entertaining. So.
0: Yeah, I fell asleep through a little bit of uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. Yes, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: So, and then the third one was Hold up. not um, a movie. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, <clears throat> the uh, King Kong escape. King Kong escape. Or oh, what I wanted to say was, how weird is it that the same. Like, the next weekend... So, we saw those on Saturdays. And, like, the following Friday, we were recording a King Kong show. Yeah, On 22 Shots. By the way, that was not planned. It yeah. literally just happened.
1: Too bad they weren't playing King Kong 1 and then King Kong 2005 at the drive-in.
0: <laughs> well, and I would have not wanted to stay for King Kong 05. Dude, again. that would suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but-, but, no, the... Uh, so i watched you know i decided to throw in son of kong Mm. i was thinking about watching 76 or like king kong lives or skull island which skull island i actually really loved it's probably my favorite king kong minus the first one
1: honestly like 76 used to scare me i used to think king kong was really scary in that
0: nerd continue
1: all right dude you know what go home take your chick do y'all the chicken yeah. Oh, where'd he go? Oh, come <laughs> back. Um, okay, uh.
0: And the third film was? The
1: Legend of Boggy Creek, which was a 72 move.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I loved it.
1: Yes, it was restored and looks like a movie.
0: And... Yeah, dude. So, like, it, anybody who's seen Legend of Boggy Creek knows that the transfer is, like, god-freaking-awful. Mm-hmm like it sucks like i have the cheesy flicks dvd yeah and it just looks like a pile of poop a pile of scramble
1: scramble yes
0: uh and yeah it sucks but you know i've always i I haven't always liked that movie i thought it was actually pretty bad the first time i seen it and then when we watched it for 72 moves i was like dude this is creepy as hell and i liked it Watching it this time, I actually thought it was scary. You could see Bigfoot a lot of times. It was, it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Cause yeah, it's like, yeah, watching it for seventy two, it felt like it's like, oh, this movie makes you leave it up to your imagination. But then you watch it here and you're like, there's actually Bigfoot standing right there. <laughs> yeah, I thought cool it was. Form.
0: I thought it was just dark leaves. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it, I thought I was worried it might actually hurt the movie. Yeah. Because like you hear stories about like directors from back in the day and they're like it looks like crap and they are like we'll put it in the back they'll never see it you yeah. know? The, like they won't even be able to tell that it looks bad yeah so uh that's kind of one of those things where i was worried but it turned out pretty good and honestly like i feel like that movie is like super authentic like it just feels like what it's trying to do like be like almost like a documentary
1: yeah it does um yes Yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool to see in the drive-in. And, um, we didn't stay for the fourth movie. That would have been The Brain That Never Dies.
0: And, um,
1: the the brain that... What is it? The Brain That Wouldn't Die.
0: Yeah. Um, which I own on DVD, or Blu-ray, but I've never seen it. Um, I would have liked to stay for it, but it wasn't really worth staying up that late for that after...
1: I... Yeah, I have it on um, VHS. I forget where I got that, but it was—I thought it was cool. But and I tried to watch it one time on VHS, mm. and like the like the audio, I couldn't understand the audio because it was like really like that, like if you're talking into a microphone too close type of audio.
0: Yeah, I gave King Kong uh, versus Godzilla like a six out of ten. And I gave King Kong escapes like a five or four point five out of ten, and then I gave <laughs> legend of boggy Creek a eight out of ten Jeez. yes,
1: I don't know what I get I think I gave King I think i also I gave King Kong versus Godzilla a six out of ten King Kong escapes probably like a five point five and then a seven probably two. The other move. So.
0: Alright, so now it is time for your blind spot. Right.
1: And that was Reservoir Dogs from 1992, mm. which is a movie directed by Quentin Tarantino. Right. And it is about these guys who get together they don't know each other, and they get together to perform this job where they're supposed to, what, to rob a bank? Is that the main goal?
0: Right. But keep in mind the they all don't the the, the crew doesn't know each other. Yeah. But the guy putting it together knows the people in the crew.
1: Right. Yes. But the, yes, and he gives them all like fake names, which is just Mister or something color like
0: some sort of color yeah he's like you're mr blue yes and he's like he's like i don't want to be mr pink he's like you're mr pink a guy on another job is mr brown (laughs) yeah (laughs) mr purple purple Purple. he's like how about mr purple steve bishimi and he's like you're mr pink a guy on another job is mr purple he's
1: like can't why can't we pick our own names He's like (laughs) i've tried to let that happen before and it doesn't work (laughs)
2: yeah it's just
0: like funny because you're like did he really like try to let that like yeah like he like
1: <laughs> let them pick their it's like childish <laughs> He's like it doesn't work yeah but uh so yeah they're supposed to do this you know do this job and then it goes completely wrong and um one of them ends up shot and is pretty much bleeding out so they go back to this like meeting mr spot. orange yes mr orange i don't remember them all but um they go back to like this meeting spot and they're trying to figure out what they shall do and, you know, you're, as the movie goes on, you're kind of seeing um, how each of them got to the point that they got, to, like, how they all got involved with the job and such. And, um, they basically, there's, like, an undercover cop who was in on it that they did not know about. And they're trying to also find out, like, who the heck set them up and how this all went wrong now. I watched this movie twice.
0: Right, because the first time, you didn't give it the time of damn day.
1: Yes, I struggled to pay attention to it, because it really is just a dialogue-heavy film. That is the main focus. Um, when you think about it, it's kind of simple, because it's, like, mainly kind of in that location, like, that meet-up spot. Like, once everything goes wrong, they just wind up back there, and they're all, it's just a lot of, like, them talking and yelling at each other, and then you are skipping to scenes of, like... This one guy who just got out of prison, and uh, he's, like, getting hired on to do the job. And then you have this other guy talking to someone. Like, you're just getting that. And that's kind of, like, the basis of the movie. And I wasn't too into it at first. So, JP yelled at me, and I had to rewatch it. And when I rewatched it, I definitely liked it a a good amount more. Um, I appreciated the dialogue more, and I understood, like, everything that was going on and you know it's got its funny moments it's got its like quirky moments and um <clears throat> I like how bloody it is like I just love how oh yeah
2: shot they, and they he's kill just, it yeah
1: and then I got like he's laying on the ground like by the end of the movie I'm just thinking like if I lose like me myself thinking of myself when I lose like even a little bit of blood I faint And this guy's laying on the floor, his face has no color in it, and there's just a puddle (laughs) of blood, and I'm like, this, I would be dead right now. Yeah, he's
0: bleeding out heavy.
1: Yeah. And, uh,
0: you know, he, uh, there's a rat somewhere in the crew. Yeah,
2: that's right. You know what
0: I mean? So, um, that whole thing, uh, you know, deals with that. Um, it has a really good cast. You got Harvey Keitel as Mr. White.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you have Tim Roth as Mr. Orange. Michael Madsen is Mr. Blonde, a.k.a. Vic Vega. Uh, Chris Penn is Nice Guy Eddie. Probably one of my favorite characters in the movie because I just like his, his performance so much, especially when he gets mad.
2: Yeah. He, he starts, like,
0: <laughs> spitting and stuff. But Chris Penn actually died pretty young. He was only 40 years old when he died. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. In 2006, he uh, had a heart attack. Oh. And, um he was actually uh the voice of one of the corrupt cops Uh, i think i think it was yeah he plays a character named eddie a corrupt cop in san andreas oh really yeah huh yeah he voices the character of uh eddie which his name was nice guy eddie in the movie that's cool um steve buscemi is mr pink who is probably the best character yeah he's super funny He's being Steve Buscemi.
1: I never knew Steve Buscemi... Bu, I never knew St- old Steven. Um, I didn't <laughs> realize he had, like, a real career. I always thought he was another, like, just a background character in Adam Sandler movies. And then I learned that he actually has yeah. acted in some roles that are
2: yeah
0: he's, respectable. Yeah, I think he's a... Uh, is he a firefighter, too? Is he? In in real life, I think. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know that. Um, also, uh, Quentin Tarantino is in the movie as mr brown (laughs) he's like sounds like mr shit yeah (laughs) he didn't want to be mr brown either um but uh yeah so uh lawrence tierney is also in it um
1: i don't know who that is
0: uh he plays the 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 dad
1: yeah but i don't know who he is he's been in some stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, so Steve Buscemi was a New York firefighter uh, from 1980 to 1984. She- During the 9-11 attacks, he actually returned to his old firehouse and volunteered. He worked 12-hour shifts for a week and dug through rubble looking for missing mm-hmm. firefighters. Steve Buscemi is a goddamn legend.
1: Oh, he's still up, I'm Dude, he's pretty hit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's a good dude, though, I man. Know, I love is, Steve Buscemi, dude.
0: I would love to meet him. He's in an episode of Tales from the Crypt, one of my... Uh, favorites of like the later seasons yeah uh but yeah great cast uh i told you before this is my favorite mm-hmm. quentin tarantino movie i think that it's just absolutely phenomenal um what'd you rate it
1: i gave it an eight out of ten.
0: Eight out of ten huh right yes <clears throat> okay so i need to pick my blind spot yes uh do you have the list <sighs>
1: Listen, Please, I mean, don't
0: I to... Please don't just Please don't I have like dude, a you, What? Like a 90% chance of it sucking What? Yeah
1: No dude
0: <laughs> Alright I'm going to randomize What is number 8?
1: My sister's bear.
0: I already did that one last week Right Alright let's try again Number 5 The boy in the striped PJs I did that one the week before You are correct uh, Let's randomize again Number 5
1: the boy in the striped PJs.
0: Okay. I think I did that one already. Yeah. Uh let's do it again. Number six. Oh, it's Polar Express, which is a Christmas movie. So not doing that one yet. <laughs> this is this is the record. It's been rough. Uh number
2: eight. My sister come <laughs> on, is this a randomizer, <laughs> yes! dude? Dude, look. I eight five five six. You're stupid. <laughs>
0: Alright, let's go again. Number eight. <laughs>
2: This is getting embarrassing. <laughs> all right,
0: all right, let's do it again. Uh, number eleven. I didn't do that one. I know I didn't.
1: Panic room. Dude, I did that
0: one. <laughs> I know. We, dude, we've done.
1: We've been going through these.
0: Number seven.
1: Seven. <gasps> the wedding singer. Damn
0: it. Yes. It's so. Steve Buscemi's in it. Oh, okay. I like Steve. Yeah, Buscemi. he's great. He's got it. He has a great.
1: Back funny to roll. back Buscemi's. Dude, I want. I've been wanting to watch that. Maybe I'll watch that one with you.
0: For like a good little podcast. Okay. All right now we are into our featured review <clears throat> uh we have blackwater abyss here uh came out this year from the director named
1: um uh andrew trocky
0: yeah and andrew trocky uh directed blackwater as well as the reef the reef is definitely his best movie yes and um so this is a sequel, which kind of sequel. in name only
1: I didn't realize that's I didn't realize the first blackwater was all the way back in two thousand seven,
0: like that. yes, if you were to listen to my review earlier i I, I did,
1: did I did. I'm saying like I forgot to mention it
0: earlier okay, okay, yes uh okay. so what is the plot?
1: Five friends exploring a remote cave system in northern Australia find themselves threatened by a hungry crocodilia.
2: Yes did really say that no, I said that
0: oh crocodile. <laughs>
1: Um so yeah it's
0: Crocodilian by the way.
1: I, I liked what I said. Um so yeah, you got these friends, they go exploring a cave, Spelunking, spelunking if you will. No, it's spelunking. Splunking? That's why. Splunking. F- spelunking. 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 Yes, spelunking. But that's what I said. Okay, so they're doing that. They go down into a cave and um they're down there and they happen upon a body of water and it's like really beautiful and they're like, Heck yeah. And they're like, yeah, this is why we do this. And then, like, I think before they go down there, the one girl's like, maybe we shouldn't do it. We might not be able to get out. And he's like, of course we will. And, uh, you know, that foreshadows. Um, so they go down there and they're chilling. And then all of a sudden there is something scary in the water. Well, there's
0: a torrential downpour that's happening. And it floods the cave system, so they get stuck in, like an area and there just happens to be a crocodilian.
1: Yes. And the water is rising so they don't, they can't be chilling down there for much longer. Of course they don't have cell phone reception, reception because they're in the freaking cave which is stupid to do. And uh, they're pretty much screwed and they need to figure out how they're going to get out of there. And of course one of their friends becomes injured too so they have that to worry about and that is the move.
0: Um I think like one of my least favorite aspects of this movie is like it's very hard to tell like where they are like it's really dark and mm-hmm. there's not a good like reference point for like how big the room the cave room they're in and like when they move like'm like where are they go in, like
1: yeah, you just get scenes of them like crawling across like the wall and then suddenly it's like one character's over here, the other's it's not that interesting to even look at. it's just like a circle of water. And they're all down there, and it's dark, and there's a crocodilia. Yeah. Um, My least favorite thing is that it's very just paint-by-numbers, in my opinion. Like, I could pretty much tell how the whole movie was going to turn out from the start, and it just does everything you would expect. Like, you have... You know the friends kind of being like maybe this isn't such a good idea and the other friend being like nonsense i know this cave like the back of my hand well not like that but like you know the friends who think they're the experts and they're like there's not nothing bad can happen then something bad happens and then one of the friends gets like fatally wounded and they're like we need to get him to the hospital but of course we're down in this cave so it's going to be really hard to get him out and also the whole cave is closed up now so oh no so then it's like we're gonna have to split up and the guy characters are gonna have to go do something and then they go and do it and then like stuff starts going wrong and then and
2: then
0: there's a relationship reveal yeah and
1: which uh, you know it just kind of that even becomes kind of obvious that like something's like up with that like halfway through it it just seems kind (laughs) of
0: typical to have like turmoil between the characters yeah um but it's just like what they do is like so regular yeah you know what i mean yeah they could have they could have done something different right um (laughs) but yeah uh i think i think you're right i think it is kind of paint by number and i think the survival aspect which was in uh the first Blackwater, is kind of missing a little bit you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i think that it's kind of uh I don't know, it feels more like a movie, and I think that there's two ways you could do this movie, right? You could do it 100 percent straight-faced, mm-hmm. in which, if you do that, you need to have like more grounded, less movie-feeling scenes
2: mm-hmm.
0: Or you could do it like crawl, which
1: yeah, that's what I: felt
0: like. more like a monster movie. you know, it, it felt it didn't feel like a realistic survival thing.: Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, they don't do it like Crawl, And but they have scenes that are like Crawl-esque in it, like yeah, yeah, the, like the last scene, the one that you have a problem with. Mm-hmm. If that happened in Crawl, it'd just feel like normal.
1: Yeah, I thought, I kept thinking of Crawl while watching this, and just even all the crocodile attack scenes feel kind of over the top. It's just, like, it feels like a shark. It Might as well just made it a shark movie at some point, but yeah this movie it wasn't a bad film you know it's a film um and i do like i'm not gonna lie i do like these types of movies i I compare it to like the descent or 47 meters down sequel that i only saw the sequel but it reminded me yeah Um, it's like
0: he took like 47 (laughs) meters down uncaged Mm -hmm. uh the descent and crawl and turned it into a movie
1: pretty much. And, uh, like I said, I do like them. I think they're easy films to watch. It was a very easy type of movie. It wasn't something that you really have to follow all these dramatic plot points. I mean, it's just a killer crocodile movie, a typical characters in peril film. Um, so I do think you could get enjoyment out of it. I just didn't think it was anything special. So it's, you know, that's all I really have to say. It's like, it just wasn't anything outlandish or crazy. So,
0: yeah, I pretty much agree with you on that. Right. So, uh with that said, uh, let's go ahead and uh do some letterbox reviews. Alright.
1: <clears throat> um I can read this one from Mr. Dustin Baker here. Seems pretty legit. It's a two and a half star review and he said
0: So is this the negative or the positive? I guess it'd be negative? I guess
1: it would be negative, it seems like. Yeah. Um, Uninspired and lethargic rehash (laughs) of Killer Croc beats, stealing whole bits from The Descent, including asinine boyfriend drama to go with the caving aspect, but not really making you care. It's what you expect. Characters stuck in coming up with new developments to give them an excuse to go into the water and have the same exact chase over and over. The Croc bits are fleeting and never satisfying. Leaving us mostly with people we don't care about, shivering while stuck on a rock and wondering who's <laughs> boinking you. Um, though, the bit at the end where the stupid bastards end up <laughs> back in the water made me laugh. Okay, so that, <laughs> that was really funny. Um, that was like a painfully accurate review right there. Um, let me see if there's any. Let me see what the most positive review is.
0: A lot of negatives.
1: <clears throat> yeah, three and a half.
0: Alright, this one's good. Three and a half.
1: Okay. Something about Australians and cave exploring I like. The cast was good. Luke Michael Mitchell looks a bit like Chris Hemsworth, whom I thought was in this at first, and a bit like Daniel Farrell, Spartacus series. Love the croc shots. That was a horrible review.
0: but Yeah, there wasn't like the very one. many croc shots, honestly.
1: Yeah. And the, yeah, the, there was like another good review that pretty much just said, it feels like a mashup of 47 meters down on Cage and The Descent, but I love both of those films. So that really worked for me. The claustrophobic setting adds an extra level of tension on top of the already existing crocodile threat. It's definitely a lot of what we've already seen before, but instead of monsters and sharks, it's Crocs this time. Um, that's pretty much just, that's kinda, I, I agree I think with that.
0: that. Um, I, I think they didn't really utilize the claustrophobia that well, though
1: yeah you are yeah it's not like they
0: could have did better with that
1: it's no descent. i'll tell you that
0: right all right so that pretty much wraps it up this has been episode number
1: 35
0: 35 uh i have no idea what we're doing next week but we will see you then so peace out wait, 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 what, wait what? we didn't rate the moves oh good good job yes uh i will give it a 6.5 out of 10
1: i just gave it a 6 all solid right.
0: six. Solid six, solid six point five. So we will see you guys next time with another one.